Hi. Welcome to the Lavender Menace. <laughs> Lavender mm-hmm. and Menace. We're lavendering and menacing every day. Yep. And it's yep. increasing. It's like it's escalating in a way that like yeah. could not have been could we could not have foreseen these circumstances once again. Th- no. These are the conditions under which Swifties and Gaylers, Gaylers specifically, have to live under. Yeah. It's um unforeseen conditions. As in Gay. Here in this yeah. context, lavender means gay. Lavender um, menace as in lesbian, as in mm-hmm. dyke, as in communist, yeah. as in yeah. feminist, as in et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But living in unprecedented times, that's <laughs> the gayer reality <laughs> every day. Living living in these in these troubling and un, <laughs> unprecedented times, um, we as the Democratic Party would love a fifteen dollar <laughs> donation from you <laughs> this time. Thanks for our patrons. Genuinely, thank you. Oh, no, literally that is, it's so needed, loved, and appreciated at this time because... No, because, please. Uh, who who knows when we'll have to fake our death and move to Cuba? No. Fake my death and move to Cuba is my only option. Mm-hmm. Like, God. Anyways. With the, with the way that people are behaving in our... I mean, people attempt to beha- to wild it out in my comment section, but the thing is, I still delete and block quite liberally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the only liberal thing That's the only liberal thing, thing about left. me. Period. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, me and that block button, me and that delete button, like this. Yeah. So... And see, we ha- that's why we have to bring to you this special episode. Remember how we had yeah. to do a bonus episode on biphobia because we had that whole situation? <laughs> We now we have to do a bonus mm-hmm. episode on we yeah. have to do a special edition lavender, just like a yeah. special edition lavender vinyl. If you if you if you catch my fucking drift, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also got a lovely email that both me and Renaissance have not set our eyes on in its entirety mm-hmm. from one of the listeners about this whole situation. So excited to dive into this hot take because this is that's going to be the entirety of this episode, unlike our typical. Yes. Unlike our typical segments, <laughs> we need to have a dedicated Un- unlike- situation. Yeah. Every once in a while, there is a moment so influential, such a turning point in the contemporary lesbian and sapphic community that we have to set aside our usual uh, scheduled programming and just talk about one one topic. So it's true. And, and today it's lavender. Yeah. And I think if you've been following me on Twitter at a sunny book nook or us mm-hmm. on <laughs> TikTok at the lavender <laughs> pod. Uh-huh. Or seen, me on TikTok. <laughs> yes. At Renaissance Marie or, you know, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Like you've seen some of our takes. You've seen some of our reactions mm-hmm. in lifetime. You've seen some of our responses. You've seen some of the ways people have been responding, but mm-hmm. we're going to try to break this all down a bit more coherently and cohesively because mm-hmm. I think that's something that can be very necessary, especially because I, on a day-to-day basis, interact with, like, dozens of gaylers on Twitter every day. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. so I feel like I've gotten a, an even fairer sort of perspective, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, the email is from Cam. This is what they say. The Lavender Haze drama is happening right now, and I don't have any opinion about Taylor's words or lack thereof. However, I am at my wit's end with the fucking Hetlers. I've been a gayler for a few years now, albeit offline. Regardless, I've related to her obvious queerness for quite some time. I was not around for Betty Gate, as some are calling it, (laughs) so this is really my first time in the trenches. 
Hetler's describing Gaylers as weirdos or freaks who are quote unquote overly interested in Taylor's personal life is routine at this point. Like I get it, you think my sexuality and political identity as a queer person is deviant, what else is new? But there's a new trend with this drama that is troubling to me. It is more than likely that you have seen this before as Gaylor veterans. (laughs) 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 However, I think it speaks to a larger issue of division in queer communities. I've seen many a Hetler in the past few days on TikTok or Twitter post videos or tweets that say things like, because Gaylers are being weird again, here's a list of actually gay women who also make music that you can support instead. And then they proceed to list the same five white women over and over again, Phoebe Bridgers, Claro, Angel Olsen, Dove Cameron, Lucy Dacus. And let me say, whoa, these are such niche artists. If it wasn't for this homophobic internet user, I would not have known that they existed. Jokes aside, it's hilarious that all of these posters are acting as if people who listen to Taylor Swift don't also listen to these other artists. Most Gaylers I know listen to queer artists because we love queer people and art and music and culture. That's the reason we like Taylor, because she makes queer art. Like, duh. Also, the act of posting these queer women, some of whom have worked with Taylor herself, is performative. Like, I don't enjoy you using artists I listen to as a tool to get back at Gaylers or to assert your superiority as a Hetler. Anyway, this also brings out a more insidious side to Hetlerism that has been troubling me lately. This whole I'm gay but I don't think Taylor is or I'm queer but you're reading too much into it has always given me bad vibes. It reminds me of the queer kids in high school that were friends with straight people and actively sought out straight communities. Queer kids that hated queer activism or GSA or theater kids and hated themselves to an extent too. Queer kids who refused to use non-binary pronouns for their classmates and generally were known as the cool gay kid. A queer kid that ridiculed other kids for being the cringy gay kid. It's not cool to side with homophobic bullies who dox and out people online just because they read between the lines and you are somehow unable to. It's been a huge letdown in the past 24 hours watching Hitlers have a field day with people who in the end were just seeking community. Also, if Hitlers wanted to ignore Gaylers, they could. They literally could. It's not that hard. They act like Taylor is being oppressed (laughs) by these violently predatory lesbians when in reality we just want to dissect some song lyrics. Every minute this drama continues, I am reminded that all of these Hetlers have the best interests of patriarchy slash heterosexism in their hearts. I am losing my patience with Taylor too, but I somehow still have empathy. I can't imagine how it feels to have so many people prove that they would rather have her live a lie than be out. Cheers, Cam. So I think I mean, yeah. Yeah. round of applause for Cam. <laughs> yeah. I think. Right. I, I think I think this has distilled most of of my thoughts about this i mean obviously we're still gonna have the episode the only thing is is that i did hate gsa when i was in high school but it wasn't Mm -hmm. because i had internalized homophobia it was because they really were cringy um (laughs) but i would never talk down about gay i i kept those thoughts to myself or with other gay people i like towards the second half of the email where they said that people who are gay like i'm gay but i don't think taylor swift is or i'm gay and i don't like gaylers I also think that they are really fucking annoying. And some of my, like, least favorite comments, because, again, Kaya mentioned, it's like, some of this is, like, old hat. Like, yes, okay, Hitlers think that my sexuality and politics are bad and deviant and, you know, whatever. Like, it's typical homophobia, so it's it's nothing new, if we will. Um, Featuring... Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, another real queer artist. Yeah, who is also allegedly engaged to <laughs> So it's just like, like, that, okay. Well, you, you, you what, what are your thoughts? Be- before I take us off, 
off the email. Do you have any reactions to the email initially? Well, Cam said the thing that I think a lot of people have been saying. Us and also, well, like Madison, Group on Mom, co-host of mm-hmm. The Archers, they made a video on TikTok pretty recently sort of saying this, being like, I don't... Disregarding mm-hmm. what Taylor has said or how I feel about Taylor as a person or what has been said, it's really disheartening and also very, like violently homophobic the way that people are reacting to the existence of Gaylor speculation and mm-hmm. and I think like also sorry if you can hear the background noise of my fridge buzzing anyways um basically like that that's just the case and I think because it, the reason why we're getting this much backlash is because mm-hmm. it's so evidently queer coded we wouldn't be getting yeah. this level of you are wrong, you are wrong, if we weren't picking up on something that she was putting down, which... Exactly. If there wasn't anything to debate about, there wouldn't be someone trying to say that we're wrong. Yeah. They have to... We're also reaching a peak of it because, mm -hmm. obviously, like, she's rolling out this new album, and Mm -hmm. we're reaching a peak of this because it's with, like, such a heavily loaded term and word like lavender Mm -hmm. which obviously we intentionally chose for the podcast for its lesbianic reasons over Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago at this point like and you know over a year and a half ago at this point we were also calling taylor swift gay like it's just Mm -hmm. do we see how our love lasts so long no it's so weird thinking just sorry but thinking of like the name you know just talking about the obvious the name of the podcast it's to me, when we were first like, okay, like, what are we going to name it, you know, and brainstorming, yeah. I would have never thought that in, like, two years' time, there'd be people who would comment on the internet that Lavender isn't gay or that's not gay iconography. Like, we picked it and I've stuck with it for so long, obviously, uh-huh. because it's so unwaveringly gay. <laughs> like, like it... it we named it under the impression that no one could not know that we're a gay podcast. Like, we mm-hmm. wanted to be very forward and aggressively a lesbian communist podcast. That was, like, the main thing that we wanted to get across. And, so and we now, did it successfully. Come on. And, and we did it successfully. And I still think that we do. I mean, look at our fucking logo, you know? I think it'd be pretty hard for someone to miss. Yeah. But just thinking of the name and seeing these straight couples use lavender language and iconography to describe the heterosexual relationship is like whoa i would have never thought that the word that i use to describe such a huge part of my life and the language that a just regular cis-het couple would use Mm -hmm. would ever i I didn't think that lavender was going to be the point where that crossed because obviously we've seen the way that y'all have butchered the term femme queer Mm -hmm. every fucking thing under the top bottom mask like you've you you guys Mm -hmm. have just oh god but um you guys generally speak the the lesbian appropriation this is not new this is not the first time that Mm -hmm lesbian culture and you were talking about this in your thread as well right like the yeah and like dressing dykes which the website the woman who runs it woman right she her the dyke who runs that shit she or they're femme i don't i don't know what the pronouns are yeah but dressing dykes the tiktoker has a blog like history Mm -hmm. did also a great breakdown of like the history of the term lavender Mm-hmm. As a, it's just, it's just gay. Which, I think and I don't think so this is the point we have to argue to anyone. But you know, no. it's, right? 
It, it's just infuriating that this is even something that has to be mm-hmm. said, even though we don't have to say to whoever is listening to this episode, because <laughs> you guys already know. But the fact that, at least on my TikTok initially, before before I shut that shit down, before, yeah. I, before I limited and, you know, only let mutuals comment and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the number of comments that I've deleted... Just simply saying that, like, lavender is basically, like, a neutral term, and, like, it's not a gay thing, lesbians don't own lavender, whatever, it's just, like, (laughs) it's so, it's so frustrating. But to go back to dressing dykes for a moment, one thing that I think is interesting in the video that that person um, published is that they, like, start in 1920, I believe. Uh-huh. But it's so clear with the example that they use from 1920 that lavender had to have already been a slang term and associated with gay people for, like, that reference, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, even though we can date it back to at least 1920, that lavender mm-hmm. was associated with gay people and lesbians, mm-hmm. it would have already had to been yeah. a solidified yeah. slang yeah. term before 1920 for that yeah. to even be a thing. It's been which is over a hundred years of associating lavender yes. with gay people. Yeah, and to try to dissociate that shit, especially the particular term like lavender, like it's so mm-hmm. guys. Oh my god! And you know, this is the other thing. Well, the point that I was initially trying to make is that like we're it's a peak in many ways because mm-hmm. I think like the build up. So many. First of all, people who are not gaylers, people who are, don't even have interest in Taylor Swift, have sort of mm-hmm. picked up, on, but who just happen to be dykes, have picked up on like okay. Her, the aesthetics of this album and also in her Midnight's Mayhem situation, like, she's, lo- mm-hmm. she's dressing gay. Like, she, yeah. <laughs> she looks gay. And that's a running joke that people have been making. Like, wow, she really looks mm-hmm. like a dyke in these. But, like, I, 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 she really does, you know? She, um, like, it's, it's one of those things where, but it's so frustrating because. You know it when you see it because you are one mm-hmm. and you, and you get it. And that's the other thing. That's what queer flagging is. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, that is the historic, like, people have always dressed gay Mm -hmm. in, even in, like, trendy or of, of the vogue of whatever time Mm -hmm. ways, because that is how you get bitches, okay? Mm -hmm. That is Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. signal to other gay gay. people that you're gay. And it's not for people who aren't in on it. No. It's not. It's and a very cute outfit, objectively, whatever. <laughs> right. looks like Taylor Swift, but gay people see it and they're like, oh my god, Taylor Swift looks gay because we're gay and she's trying to tell us that she is gay. <laughs> like, that... It, and, but the thing is that you can't convince anyone who doesn't see it to see it because mm-hmm. she's doing it in a way that only people who can pick up on it will, you know? Yeah. And that's why, obviously, if you're being introduced to Gaylor... Even if someone else is explaining it to you, like when we first discovered Madison's TikTok, right? Before we were mutuals, before Mm -hmm. the collab, and we were just talking about it. Even though Madison was the person that we were getting some of the lyric, you know, or initial lyric analysis from, it made sense to us because we we were already gay, you know? Yeah, Like, it was like a conduit situation. It Mm -hmm. wasn't Madison trying to convince us of something that Mm -hmm. wasn't there Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think with Gaylor... One thing that I think is happening now, which leads to your, like, peak observation, which I Mm -hmm. very much agree with, is that, like, lavender is more of a 
recognized term by straight people that mm. it's gay mm-hmm. than some of the other more subtle things hairpin drop to you know like yeah what or even just lyrically because the thing is or even like naming a song like dorothea off Mm -hmm. like you know a friend of dorothy or something like Mm -hmm. that small manipulation of even going from dorothy Mm -hmm. to dorothea allows gay people to still recognize what she's referencing Mm -hmm. but straight Mm -hmm. people not yeah whereas something lavender and especially lavender haze which sounds so close to gays, which just makes more people think of like, you know. It also makes me think of the Hayes Code, which is. Yes. And she's talking about film and television in the 20th century and talking about how Mad Men was like that episode inspired. I mean, there's so many ways you can read into everything that she says and puts out, which is what we Mm -hmm. do and what everyone does, obviously. It's just the particular reaction mm -hmm. to a to an oppositional reading of her Mm -hmm is just homophobia and also a disgust at an oppositional reading or a disgust at the idea of trying to queer a figure who is seen as so palatable to everyone and who tries to make Mm -hmm. herself as palatable to everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in order for her to exist as Taylor Swift, right? Like, straight people just don't know about the Hayes Code. You know, it's just not as common as a touchdown, I think. Gay people who enjoy media know what the Hayes Code is. I don't think your average TV watcher does. But I think Lavender is just, like, again, it's something that was put onto us, I think, especially, you know, when we talk about, like, the Lavender Menace. Like, Betty Friedan. It was... Ex- Lesbians are the Lavender Menace. Right. <laughs> exactly. But it, but it's something, like, she was a straight... Pr- like, it's something that homophobes have recognize as something that is gay and as you weaponize that against against us us. yeah same with the word queer like dyke like yeah exactly but also taylor swift hasn't used the word queer but now Mm -hmm. she's used the word lavender so now Mm -hmm. her straight fans who are homophobic can be like oh i know that this is something that gaylers are going to pick up on so now i'm going to be homophobic about it yeah straight people aren't going to pick up on ivy necessarily you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even though how gay it is and all gaylers know mm-hmm. how gay Ivy is, there's nothing mm-hmm. in it that is so gay initially. And it's also you know, because that straight people are going Hitler's, to. In the way that Lavender and also is. straight people and also the average media consumer. We talk about the death of media mm-hmm. literacy all the time. We talk about the death of like <laughs> art all the time. Yeah. Uh, yes. But like people don't actually listen to the words she says people don't Mm -hmm. actually listen to the lyrics she writes because Mm -hmm. if they did you would understand why you could have multiple interpretations of Mm -hmm. her words and also why you could have you could strongly attach yourself to a particular interpretation of the things that she says about her Mm -hmm. own life the writing that she that comes from her right and it's like uh, but also okay to tie it back to hashtag betty gate the other thing is that what's so funny is that when i think when people sort of heard oh she's writing from the male perspective lesbians were all just like okay that's fucking hilarious because we've all been there Mm -hmm. we've all been like oh i'll pretend to be the dad or i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. on club penguin as a boy so i can have a girlfriend right like it's such a you it's such a particular specific and also universal gay Mm. girl experience to be like i'm going to be i'm gonna pretend to be a man so i can have a girlfriend situation, mm-hmm. right? So I think, like, as gay people, we were just like, okay, okay, Taylor, yeah, it's from the man's perspective. Mm-hmm. That's still gay, right? 
And I think, <laughs> but people who are like, but see, she just said it's not gay. She just said it's not. And also relaying and being like, she said it's like, it's, it's, it's fiction. Fiction becomes fact or speculation turns into fact. Girl. Yeah. Anyway. So and- the idea that Folklore and Evermore are 100% Completely fictional. fictional albums is oh so... Oh, my God. <laughs> it, on, it, it takes me aback when yeah, I remember yeah. that people actually listen to those albums in that way. Because to uh-huh. me, I'm like, this is the most personal, vulnerable, yeah. Yeah. you know, the closest thing that we have to looking into her in Fucking her world. diary. Like, like yeah. have y'all heard Mirrorball? My Tears Ricochet? Hoax? Like... That long is story short, the, the idea of long story short being like a completely fictional story, being about her life. Marjorie is literally about her grandma. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, like, even Last Great American Dynasty with her even putting mm-hmm. herself in the story at you know the yeah. end of the song. It's like it, she's talking about how she and her life becomes mm-hmm. folklore, and mm-hmm. like folklore, like narratives that get passed through time. Mm-hmm. You get oppositional readings. You you get you get the queer gaze and interpretation, and mm-hmm. it's an inevitable sort of situation here. And to try to fight against this inevitability, because I also think the other reason why the backlash has been so strong this time around, as opposed to how mm-hmm. it, the 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 standard level of vitriol gayers get <laughs> online versus like yeah. currently, is. Mm-hmm. Because there's just so many, so much more of us. Like, there's so many more mm-hmm. hashtag new gaylers. Like, so many accounts that have popped up within the past, like, even just three months of people being like, mm-hmm. wait, no, like, I'm into this. And it's because of, well, us. Like, people like us who have been yeah. talking about this for two years and mm-hmm. in a really obnoxious way. And, <laughs> like, in an unavoidable way. And yeah. have been really convincing about it. Because it's... Because it's it's easily seeable to people who well, are not not so blinded by their own, you know. But anyways, uh, well, I think the other part about it one our particular influence <laughs> in the Gaylor community. Yeah, and I was actually I was DMing Mia at Dick Van Dyke on TikTok, of course, another major yeah. Gaylor at Unhinged Lore um, on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course, huge huge oomph. And, and friend and fan of the pod as well. And we were talking about grappling with, like, you know, having popular Gaylor accounts and being like, I, I wish, I miss the days when Gaylor was smaller, but then also we're the ones that are turning The reason why, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and grappling with that, but I think the reason why the big Gaylor, the big three, if you will, the Archers, Mia, and us, and Cam references in the email, is that we like her because she makes queer art, Mm -hmm. and we enjoy queer artistry. Mm -hmm. And we are looking at her with giving her the respect of being a writer, being a writer who deserves analysis, who deserves a diverse reading of her work, outside of being, like, the pop figure Taylor Swift, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this also goes back yeah. to what you were saying in your thread and also at the beginning of this episode, if people don't listen to what she actually has to say. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why Gaylor has even grown so much, because if there wasn't anything there, it would be a pretty limited pool of the yeah. people that you could get to become right. Gaylors. But 
I, like, again, one of the fundamental differences of why, like, Hitlers and Gaylers cannot, you know, <laughs> hashtag talk this out, you yeah. know, hashtag stop the violence, <laughs> you know, uh, shake hands across the aisle shit, whatever, yeah. is because we are look, we treat Taylor Swift as fundamentally two different types of people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we see her yeah. as an artist, as yeah. a writer, as a someone who's spearheading the contemporary creative and literary field, you know, the poetic field right now. Name someone who's a poet who is as well known as Taylor Swift. She's a woman who is ubiquitously known and everyone has feelings about, like, Mm -hmm. in a way that is just so, it's so, like, it, it, it's admirable, but it's also, like, this is why... Like, she is the St. Hildegard of her time, <laughs> you know? Like, she's... Like... But, and see, this is why Swifties... Swifties are not Gaylers. Gaylers mm-hmm. are not really Swifties, you know what I mean? Because, well, because Swifties are not people exactly. who, like, get... Well, Swifties are not people, anyway. But Swifties <laughs> are not... <laughs> are not willing to critically engage with, I think, her, her mm-hmm. work because they're so caught up with the Mm -hmm. idea of her as a person and of course when we're analyzing her as a queer figure and artist right of course there's a level of like projection and understanding her as a person in one way as well but Mm -hmm. uh, we see her as oh the taylor swift we grew up with as oh i was once a closeted gay kid and i like to hear music you know and then seeing how growing up and then reflecting on that and hetler's see taylor swift as the pop culture icon the the twee you know and mm-hmm. the having boyfriends you know in mm-hmm, the very str- mm-hmm. the way that that taylor swift was created both mm-hmm. by tabloids her management what was profitable at, at, in the given decades of her career and mm-hmm. i think that's also a reason why gaylorism has become more popular and also the backlash against it has become increasingly more violent because as you know, or, you know, I'm in the middle of reading, like, Girls Can Kiss Now and, like, those essays as well, which you have read. Mm-hmm. But now, in comparison to, like, the 2000s and the 2010s to now, people can be cooler for being gay in a mm-hmm. way that mm-hmm. celebrities could not. Like, mm-hmm. being gay is profitable mm-hmm. um, in a way that it never was under any circumstance before. So Taylor Swift, having had these, you know, 15 years of her career in the 2000s and the 2010s, not it not being profitable to to be gay at all so having albums like 1989 where it's like straight pop but also really gay Mm -hmm. versus now where you have artists that are out and have gotten more popular for being out you have these like two different fan groups that are like caught in the cross section Mm -hmm. of that but then are also approaching her as fundamentally different figures we are not talking about the same taylor swift Mm -hmm. which makes it hard for people who don't see what we see to understand us. Yeah. And the question of like defining what is lesbian literature, what is queer literature, what mm-hmm. is queer art, what is lesbian art, like mm-hmm. it's very much, you know it when you see it. It's very hilarious to me because so many of the hellers who've like found my tweets for some reason are, are basically being like, oh, you're delusional, you're crazy, blah, 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 which I'm like, that's hilarious mm-hmm. coming from you as a Swifty because, girl, let's be fucking <laughs> real. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. You think every person who thinks critically or wants to read 
deeper into things that people say as just like crazy Mm -hmm. like this is a goes back to the death of media Mm -hmm. literacy people are not willing to interpret things outside of the most basic and simplest interpretations or gut reactions to whatever Mm -hmm. they are given and we see this in the way that people respond to like we did our episode on like the flea bag thing, right? Where everyone was like, oh, I'm so... Yeah. yeah, like, people are unable to really grasp the reason why yeah. someone makes art. Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Otessa Moshfeg and Sally Rooney did not write what they wrote so that you could be like, wow, she's just like me for real. Five stars. You know what I, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that... No. It, it, but it's, it's funny because... I mean, we talk about this all the time, but exactly. That's not why they wrote it, and yet that is how they're being received. But us being frustrated by that, calling out other consumers Mm -hmm. of this, we're treated as the crazy ones, which is so, so frustrating. And I think what you were saying about what we have talked about is the death of media literacy, which, again, shows itself. We are proven correct in this observation time and time again is that so many, another genre of comments that I've been getting under my TikToks is just regurgitating what Taylor Swift said in the video of like, oh, this isn't a gay thing because it's slang from the 1950s or whatever. And one thing, if if you, Sunny, and the listeners will give me this space to just gripe about this, is people who hear something and then regurgitate it, but as if it is their own information that they know. (laughs) It's like, why are you attempting to correct me on the history of lavender symbolism when the one source that you have... Is Taylor saying that in an Instagram reel? (laughs) Yeah. And I Taylor is straight because she because said I have a relationship for six years in an Instagram reel. That's why yeah. she she hates you. She yeah. hates Taylor's oh, because she said that. Okay. What you are saying and what I am saying are not valid on the same degree. Not everything that everyone says is valid. In fact, and many things people say be... are wrong and bad and not valid. Oh, wrong. The opposite of valid. Exactly. Someone else commented, being like, "Oh, not you gatekeeping lavender." Yes, I am gatekeeping <laughs> lavender. Actually, I am not the gatekeeping. person gatekeeping lavender. Why shouldn't no, I? Why would you tell that to me, the co-host of the Lavender Menace podcast? Why would no, you tell exactly. that to me? Why would I'm you like, say that you to me? You think that I'm going down on, with this w- without a fight? Absolutely fucking not. When I meet someone who has studied queer history more than me. Then yes, if my professor came to me and was like, actually, lavender is not that significant to the queer community, I'd be like, you're fucking insane and you should have your degree removed. But like, you know, if they can back it up, they can back it up. But some little 15-year-old just saying word for word, bar for bar, what Taylor Swift said in her reel and try and tell me that I'm the bad guy, Chudley? Absolutely fucking not. You look goofy as hell. The end of Cam's email, just because I think that they laid out everything so clearly and saying i'm losing my patience with taylor too but somehow i still have empathy i can't imagine how it feels to have so many people prove that they would rather her live a lie than be out and that's that's the thing that i have been grappling with is where does taylor's responsibility lie in this because on one hand we have 
not defended her, but being like, it's fucking ridiculous to pin things on Taylor Swift that all celebrities do, right? Like, when mm-hmm, it came to the mm-hmm. CO2 emission. <laughs> right. Taylor Swift is not the only fucking person, you know, would say, like, that is not a reason to hate Taylor Swift. And while she is not the person doxing gay people and minors, you know, within the fandom, she is not the one sending the death threats. So I don't want to pin that as, like, Taylor Swift is the one doing this. However, I do think, or... I go back and forth in thinking on how much I think that she has responsibility for the environment that she fosters in in her fandom. Because she is someone who is online, she obviously knows about the karma theory, right? And the karma, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and has leaned into that quite recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that being like the, the, the Mayhem episode right before, to then, I I don't, she's so intentional with her words, and part of me thinks that her intentionality backfired on her. I don't know if she thought that Hitlers were going to interpret weird rumors as Gaylor theory, but also I think that it's slightly irresponsible to not foresee that for someone Mm -hmm. who is as smart as she is. But then, is it unfair for me to, to then say that Taylor Swift is never allowed to make mistakes? I don't I think know how it might much empathy I can hold for her. Kind of similar to, like, back in, what, 2014, 2015, when she, like, tweeted, stop accusing all of my friends of dating me. Thanks! Or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, the whole damage control situation thing of, like, well, mm-hmm. what's damage control? What's her just being, like, dead ass? Like, I think people, Hitlers who are taking her, what, to, at what they think is her word, and being like, see, she said mm-hmm. stop it. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that's not what she said. She said she wrote this song about how there is the real and then there is the projected onto mm-hmm. you. There is the fake mm-hmm. stuff. There's like the stuff that's not important. And then there's stuff that's mm-hmm. important and legitimate. And she called that lavender haze. Like, that's what she's saying. Right, she's saying that mm-hmm. when you're haze, it's like there's an uh, there's that's obscurity. There's something you mm-hmm. can't fully see through that. Lavender, like uh, it, it, guys, like okay, this goes back to the first TikTok that I made where I was like, people are having a lot of strong reactions to this. I did not have that strong reaction. I was like, this is gay. It's gay in the same way that she's always been gay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. will continue to be gay. And People were, like, really, really upset, like, the night that it dropped, like, in the immediate Yes, after. yes, Gaylers were and really I, pissed off. Yes, and and part of me was like, oh, the, force, the preemptive annoyance, which Mia also talked about, is, like, I am not upset at the words that Taylor Swift said or how she described the song or even naming it Lavender Haze. I'm upset with how Hetlers have taken these words and have like this right. backlash out of all right. the gay things. And you're that she grappling does. with like, well, what, how much blame should be assigned to like Taylor for, for you know, not doing the damage it, control it, of being well, like, yeah. Or know, even acknowledging. I, I part it, of it, which is like, it, she can't, it, yeah. it's, it's a bind, right? She can't acknowledge it, but she can't not acknowledge exactly. it. And also. Exactly. Because it, it's, well, uh, the thing is, is that I don't want to 
my critiques are not with what she said necessarily because I think again if she's just a writer and she could just talk to a literary audience then this wouldn't be that big of a deal but to not foresee that your homophobic fans are going to hear a song called Lavender Haze and know that Gaylorism is becoming very popular and not take into consideration the possible backlash that your other fans of yours are going to have at the hands of Hetlers is that something that she is responsible for for not being more careful with her words especially after Betty Gate especially after Long Pond Sessions these Midnight Mayhems is not the high production of Long Pond. Yeah. So, I And I the just... thing is, is that she didn't say anything, obviously, with whole Betty Gate. She, she never really clarified. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about her. She doesn't clarify. She just does, right? When she mm-hmm. has her Louis Fuller dedication before every performance of Dress on Reputation, right? And Louis mm-hmm. Fuller lesbian icon like dancer Mm -hmm. who very literally has a dance that's about turning into butterflies from a snake which is obviously the imagery of reputation reputation into lover (laughs) right and Mm -hmm. obviously lover was all about quote unquote being an ally and the way that people i I, (laughs) guess the other thing i think like people someone commented on our tiktok which Mm -hmm. i sort of i replied to because someone was basically saying like you know she's not being a good ally because she's using this clearly LGBT term in a way that is being Mm -hmm. misconstrued and taken into a straight context for a wide audience that is really frustrating because it's like basically like a form of appropriation essentially is sort of the argument. And in some ways, I think Mm -hmm. like honestly for her, this is, very like brave like it's a very bold move for her to even have Mm -hmm. named for her to name the song and that's the thing people keep on looking over and that's the thing that people keep on being like wow you're gaylers and hetlers alike smugly or sadly being like oh but the but the instagram reel Mm." it's like but guys no like she we haven't heard the song we don't know what it sounds like what she says in it but we know that the first track on her most anticipated album ever so far is she's never been a bigger star. Never. And she's always been a massive star, right? Yeah. Like, her most anticipated album ever is called Lavender Haze. That's her first song. Like, mm-hmm. that is a bold-ass move coming mm-hmm. from a woman yeah. who looks like that. Yeah is looking in our face like that and has written songs like Ivy with her full yeah. fucking chest, has written a song called Betty, a song called Dorothea. Uh, yeah. Like, like, what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and, all, and even the more obvious things in Lover, like You Need to Calm Down and Me and all the mm-hmm. LGBT sort of uh, imagery and aesthetics associated with Lover. It's like, and... With reputation as well, and her performances, and mm -hmm. her staging, and her lighting, and everything. Like, these are all bold signals Mm -hmm. and really definitive statements from someone who is so 
in the public eye as an artist and public figure. And I don't think people are really taking that into consideration because they are so focused on trying to figure out what the fuck she means by her explanations. And it's like, guys, you guys need to stop thinking about her explanations because to be honest, none of her explanations really make any sense if you really think about them. Like, like most of her long long session like explanations, it's like, you know what I mean? Like you you have to look at the source material at the end of the day, but anyways. And and of course, I, I agree with that. Of course, that's what I do because, and, and I tweeted this a, a mere couple of days ago, in the innocence and the naivete of unknowing what was to come, <laughs> I talked about my frustration with the fact that I, uh, that Taylor Swift holds so much literary and academic interest in me. I want to talk about her in my classes, not because I'm, you know, a Stan Twitter pop girly, which of course I am, but in a real way. I want to look at what people are writing now and how it relates to the canonized literature from 200 years ago that I'm reading. And she holds a lot of interest. And so of course, in in the space of the, the title of the song dropping and the, the dreaded explanation video, in that in this few couple of like three hours, I think, there was a lot of celebration, especially in the Lavender Menace community, Lavender Menace fans, okay? It is a huge win at the end of the day. It is a shame that the explanation video is, you know. Being used in this manner. Exactly. But at the same time, that is why I think that there still needs to be question on responsibility and how hashtag intent versus impact <laughs> <laughs> like, a liberal bit bingo in terms of, yeah of that is such a huge setup right like that is gay 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 Re- and you know really getting gaylers excited about this album you know and about lavender haze and again i think that right now the hashtag impact of this, the violence that is happening is because we haven't heard the song yet. This conversation is all going to have a different context when we actually hear the song. But right now with Gaylers working with everything that we have access to trying to defend ourselves and Hetlers working with the little context that they have in the explanation video and all of that to be homophobic, right? Neither of us have the song. So this violence is just, is, is only stemming from the poor reading that they've done. Mm-hmm. Us two as Gaylers, us two as people who care about literature, have media mm-hmm. <laughs> literacy skills, have comprehension skills. If, if I was just talking about this with you, I wouldn't be upset at Taylor at all about what she said, yeah. really. Yeah. My frustration is the fact that one, an already homophobic fandom Mm -hmm. and fan base has gotten more ammo too because of the ambiguous language she used that now straight people and homophobic people have access to it's really easy to for for them to to erase the history of and like something very well erase them but you can't report those comments yeah 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 i can't tell if i should be like she should have been smarter to know that this ambiguous language was going to do something, you know, that this was going to backtrack, that this was 
this wasn't an even playing field in terms of how much gay she's giving versus how much cover up she's doing. You know, I the other thing is I think that's, that's for the messy part. Taylor Swift LLC for the business. Mm-hmm. This is all great. Mm-hmm. This is all great for her. All of yeah any discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any publicity is good publicity, etc. But like the when her fans are like riled up and like ready to fight for her on her behalf on and in any regard, it's mm-hmm. really strengthens that attachment that she has with her fans, which every music mm-hmm. journalist says is strange. Every <laughs> every music critic is like, mm-hmm. this woman is really weird for the way that she interacts with her <laughs> her fans. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Queer baiting. Another term that's been mm-hmm. dragged through the mud as a thing that has been applied to media. Of course, real life mm-hmm. people can't queer bait. And I still stand by that. I would never say that Taylor Swift is queer baiting because she is a gay person. Right. Yeah. And she's a real person. Exactly. The other thing is that if it were profitable and if it was acceptable to be out as a gay person in a complicated and nuanced way and also be respected as a gay person and and out like that's unprecedented for someone like taylor swift Mm -hmm. never Mm -hmm. has that ever before happened yeah at what point in pop cultural history has a woman who has publicly had a lot of boyfriends and has been known as like someone who has a lot of boyfriends and that's part of her whole public image been like guys guess what i'm gay and it (laughs) worked out you know what i mean like oh well like what (laughs) yeah that to my knowledge that's not even really a thing that has happened before right Mm -hmm. like i mean any known even like lesbian artist is nowhere near as famous. Even the most famous mm-hmm. of lesbian artists are not as famous. Exactly. As so, because first of all, she's already on an unprecedented level of superstardom, and second of all, mm-hmm. she's beyond just being Alien famous. Superstar. She's Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. like <laughs> that's the thing that people don't seem to understand. And also, like, I think gaylers do understand. And it's like, bro, you're Taylor Swift. You have a lot of homophobic fans. If you give them ammo, it is gay people that are going to face the brunt of that. I think that Gaylers have a very real understanding of how famous she is in a way she that Taylors do not. to be like, guys, I like gay people and I'm actually not homophobic and you guys need to stop being homophobic mm-hmm. during her lover era, right? And during, like, she did. post-reputation, right? That was the thing that she and her team were fighting about. Her hashtag coming out as a hashtag Democrat, right? Her dad being like, "You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna cut your stadium tour sales in half." Okay. Yeah. Okay, Scott. And yeah, look at how that worked out. <laughs> like, that's if anything, they've doubled. No, lover. Oh, God, and and that's the th- like. We know that she's so famous. I think that mm-hmm. in some ways. She and she's okay. Everyone cites her Vogue interview being like she says, "I didn't realize I couldn't, I could be an yeah, 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 yeah." That we wretched, know. wretched yeah, yeah, Vogue yeah, yeah. interview. But the thing is that what she actually fucking says in this mm-hmm. interview is that she's like, "I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm gonna mess up, but I want to do right," and mm-hmm. like 
that's such an interesting thing mm-hmm. to have said, Taylor. I wonder, like, maybe we are too much in the bubble. Maybe we're too in the thick of it. Maybe we're too inside the niche bubble of this. Her acknowledging yeah. that this is an issue going on within her fandom would be her acknowledging that this is a thing, it, yeah. which would bring it so much more attention than what we have. And right now, the amount of attention that we have is already scary because of the way that people treat us so in some Mm -hmm. ways she really shouldn't i don't think she should really ever elaborate more on lavender haze ever i actually don't actively don't want her to speak about this song because it can only get worse from here to be honest yeah like yeah i also actively don't want her to address her gay allegations or people getting mad at her about or mad at other people for her gay allegations until Mm. she has a definitive like method and plan for her her coming out like her actual like Mm -hmm. not being closeted in the way that she is now like to us she's Mm -hmm. not closeted because we're gay we see it right but like Mm -hmm. to to the majority of the world and this is the other thing that hellers have also been saying is like oh people are anti-gaylers they're just like normal or whatever it's like but that's the thing because most quote-unquote normal people are straight Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote normal world like the normative way of looking at the world is a heterosexist one So, Mm -hmm. of course, people don't think this. Of course, our take is niche. And for Mm -hmm. her to lean into not only this niche take, but also take on this niche identity, a lot has to change. And I don't think that this album is the place or time for her to be able to do it. And it's not feasible that it's going to be. And I don't think the pressure for her... I don't think Gaylers trying to pressure her to come out or make a statement because making a statement would be coming out at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, me is good for anyone because this is, an, okay, I think that is actually a, a symptom of media illiteracy. People don't want to read between the lines. People don't want to listen to what she's actually saying mm-hmm. and, and read what she's written. They just want her to come right out and say it. That's yeah. why when interviewers were, you know, 10 years ago when interviewers were asking her about her songs, they were like, mm-hmm. so which boyfriend inspired you to make the song, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. that's what they were asking. Whereas on 1989, in her, like, bonus tracks where she's explaining how she's writing her songs, she's explaining how she writes her songs, right? Like, yeah. like that's, <laughs> that's the, the, the difference. The content is already there, but people have to take it upon themselves to actually engage with what she said, which, like you said, is the issue. But also, we've critiqued the whole idea of, asking Taylor Swift to have, like, the coming out post that is essentially, yeah. It, it, yeah. you know, we're, we're repeating here is a symptom of lack of media literacy and also just mm-hmm. a lack of what being gay, what coming out actually looks like, what communicating with other queer people actually looks like, which she's already done. And I agree with the fact that I don't think that she should talk about Lavender Hair. Like, the things that you said, she shouldn't talk about until she does have the plan to quote unquote come out Mm -hmm. to everyone Mm -hmm, (laughs) not just mm -hmm. the gay people because it would make things worse and I agree with that I don't think that there should be any additional explanation my for and and I wouldn't ask that 
of her. Again, I, I would rather look at the source material and see what she already says um, and what she has said in the actual album. It, again, my critique is what is said initially, like how it was written. I don't want backtrack. I don't want acknowledgement for the same reasons that you've expressed. And I think that Gaylers who want Gaylor to have more attention don't really see the real issue of what's going on. That's not what I've seen from the Gaylers that I follow, but then again, I'm following Madison, Katie, and Mia, and other <laughs> smart Gaylers that, like, we're on the same page with. I just but... think it's like, I don't want, it seems so so much of the, I think, anger and frustration from Gaylers towards, ta- like, Taylor at this point. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it leans into or feels like being mad at her for not coming out or being mad at her for for hedging that um Mm. but is is where it seems like it's coming from but and but in my eyes i'm like but guys that was never going to happen like you the whole point of this is that what you think or is that where you think people are coming from because i just don't see that that is where people are coming from i think no i think People have Hitlers think that we're coming from. No, no. I I think Hitlers think that we're coming from the place of, of thinking that thinking that she's gay is wrong and bad, and you shouldn't do it because she's not gay, right? But I think there are certain gaylers who have been, like, but they've gotten more negative. I, well, atten- I they've think gotten- Hitlers are coming from the place that. Like, Hitlers think that Gaylers are upset because Taylor is not coming out. And they think that it's ridiculous that we're upset that she hasn't come out because they don't think that she's gay. I think that is the projection that's happening. I think, I don't think that Gaylers are upset because she hasn't come out. Because, because I don't think that we, I mean, there's the whole, like, tell-all and, you know, and stuff like that or, you know, her coming out in the future. I don't think that people set it out on the, you know, I I think if she were to come out, Midnight would be the album, but I don't think that that is what's happening. I think if it's not Midnight, which we are learning in real time that it's not, then it's not going to be until the very end of her career. But I don't think that that is the, the, the origin of why Gaylers are upset. I, 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 I don't think, I just haven't seen it. Well, maybe not collectively. I do think for some people it's been like that or basically because I've seen some, well, I've seen some users essentially be like, just be mad or not as excited about the album or whatever or disappointed by her explanation, not the reactions Mm -hmm. to the explanation, which Mm -hmm. I find ridiculous because to, to me, I'm like, but guys, her explanation- is, yes, is which also, yes, which it is right. Like, like that's the other thing. It's like that was you, my initial reading of it. Exactly, and you the have, reading that I still have of it. Right, you have to read, you have to like really, you have to think, right? You have to put your fucking thinking cap on when, you, in 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 this regard, because people really want a cut and dry answer for the questions about Taylor Swift's private life. At the end of the day, whether you're a Gaylor or a Heller, mm-hmm. that's the thing that people want access to most. And that's the thing that she is giving us less and less access to as her career progresses. She's giving more mm-hmm. and more distance and it's an inevitable part of that. And mm-hmm. also because she's gotten so hurt 
from being so vulnerable and also and open with her previous relationships like the openness and the loudness and the how proud she was she was to be with like her girl gang and with like Carly mm -hmm. was in many ways like her downfall for uh, emotionally yeah. at least if we see in the trajectory yeah. of her music right and like in her public life right like the reason why she doesn't engage with the public feuds and discourse with other celebrities in the way that she used to well is because she's gotten bigger but also because like you just she can't do that anymore she has to be more private regardless of whether like even if you think that she's straight or whatever, even if you don't think anything of her sexuality, just generally speaking, as an individual and as a person, and she speaks about this in her anti-hero explanation as well, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, I feel like I'm not a person mm -hmm. because I'm because of everything about me, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's 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 hard. It's hard sometimes to to really deal with that shit. And we've seen and we've seen that in like Mirror Ball and like this is me trying, mm -hmm. right? And she's like anti-hero is like this is where the real shit like we really get it and we're all scared, right? We're all so scared because <laughs> yeah. that's scary. Like this all again ties directly back to of course thematically what she's speaking about in the la in like Lavender Hayes and in her explanation and also mm -hmm. just generally speaking like if she's <laughs> Any of the relationships that she's going to have moving forward, they're going to have to be private unless she wants to come out about it, mm -hmm. right? Like, come out in any regard. Like, because people are going to make a spectacle of her regardless and of her life regardless. And if I were ever, like, if I were her, I would also want to have a boyfriend for the public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you want the stability of having a public face while having an internal world and i think like she is balancing that in a really tightly wrought manner right now because part mm. of the nature of making music and putting music out into the world is showing your vulnerabilities to the world and then also trying to explain some of how how and why you, you you're putting that out there Mm -hmm. while also not revealing too much of yourself. But, like, for regalers, what we understand is that what she's not revealing about herself or what she has revealed to, our, to us, what she has revealed about herself is that she's queer. And for mm -hmm. people who don't really, don't really get that or, or want to believe that everything that she's revealing about herself and her life are what she wants you to believe or what the media wants you to believe or what you know what is easiest and best and most convenient for her to believe or for for anyone to up uh, to believe about her is what you're going to believe if that makes sense like your perspective yeah. on that is going to be you're, you're going to think oh none of the sad songs on folklore evermore about relationships are actually about her real life anymore because she's been happily in a relationship for many years right like mm. you're going to mm -hmm. think like oh private six-year relationship theoretically in love cloud fake stuff for the real stuff joe alwyn like you're going to think that because that's what's <laughs> been presented to you and it's been intentionally presented to you in this way so that you wouldn't you you don't have to pry more deeply into 
her inner life in a way that is extractive, exploitative, and and hurtful. And I don't want Gaylers mm-hmm. to ever be a part of that. I don't ever want people who, like, correctly read into her lyrics and public persona and presentation as gay to be a part of like the prying fingers into her life which i think part some of the hitler reaction to gaylers beyond the homophobia is like oh mm-hmm. is perceiving us as that as like oh you're you're trying to dive into her personal life in a, in a way that she doesn't want you to and mm-hmm. i think like for us the generally it's like well okay she's we're just looking at the stuff that she's saying. We're just looking at the stuff that she's written and put out there. It's stuff that mm-hmm. everyone knows. It's publicly available material. Like, we just, yeah. it, this is just our perspective, ultimately. To think that that is inherently in an invasion of privacy or you're reaching into someone because, or trying to get more of them than they want to get out. Like, I, I understand that. Like, I guess I get it if you really think that she is gay and closeted, but that's obviously not what they think. So yeah, it's it's such a strange dichotomy there because ultimately you want to believe in this in in the fiction of a private and happy personal relationship and private life that she has, mm-hmm. and in trying to defend the sanctity of the idea of that you are acting as if other people who don't believe in honor and respect that um, are... Worship are the, at the Church of Toe. Yes, <laughs> are invading that space with their clawing fingers and trying to mark her name, her, sully her good name and, and, mm-hmm. and be weird and gross, right? And invasive. Invasive is the word. You're so yeah. invasive. It's like, invade... We're looking at the same shit. Like, you just think that everything is so genuine. Anyway, but when we think it's genuine, too, but in different ways, we're looking at different shit being like, this shit is genuine, right? You're looking at other things and being like, that's genuine. Going back to the anti-hero explanation, though, when when the video dropped and I was watching it, I was like, OMG, once again, Sunny and I are so correct, (laughs) and we've never said anything wrong. I was like, Sunny and I knew that this was happening because of how we talk about Taylor Swift the person and Taylor Swift LLC and how these are two different people. And we, we, we've, there's a difference between what Taylor Swift the figure does and Taylor Swift the person navigating being famous, right? And so her having that and having that explanation video, I was like, OMG, (laughs) Lavender Menace listener, of course. And, and I still, I still think that, hold on, shoot, what were you just talking about? Like, what, besides that? Invasion of Privacy. Oh, yes. Not the Cardi B album. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that, uh, something that is so interesting about Taylor Swift and the reason why Gaylers everywhere learning anything me reading about the fashion plates of the 1800s of like Victorian England and France and me reading about this and being like, oh, gee, that's so Taylor Swift coded. Me doing readings that just from any woman writer learning about them in class and then me frantically texting you <laughs> underneath yeah. my desk being like, Sunny, this is so either Gaylor coded, Kaylor coded, just about Taylor Swift in general is because all the good and the bad of this is 
indicative and reflective of bigger systems and structures outside of Taylor Swift, right? So the Swift fandom is not the only place where homophobia is happening, <laughs> okay? This is not the peak of, course. of homophobia in society. But these reactions and this behavior and these beliefs are possible because it is reflecting the greater institution of homophobia. And I think that this is also reflective in the language that is used both about Hitler's and about Gaylor's and about Gaylor's being invasive or the predatory. Like, this is the predatory lesbian yeah. stereotype and yeah. rhetoric boiled, uh, being just repackaged in this specific context, right? Hitler's being seen as normal when the normalcy of just regular society, swifty or not, is to be heterosexual mm -hmm. and to be homophobic, right? Mm -hmm. And to not like, you know, quote unquote, like sexual deviance, you know? Yeah. And so then when you take that rhetoric that already conditions people in the real world, regardless of the existence, knowledge, or fanship of Taylor Swift, and then you put them in this insane parasocial relationship that is unlike any other fan base relationship to mm -hmm. you know the pop star in question uh -huh. you know something that is noted within the fandom and from outside perspectives you are going to get a heightened recreation of the ills of society <laughs> in in this specific context like and marx so, could not have considered <laughs> marx did not consider no. like literally Taylor Swift cannot be blamed for the existence of homophobia. Mm -hmm, Taylor mm -hmm. Swift cannot be blamed for the rhetoric of the predatory lesbian. And I am not blaming her on that Don't or whatever. Don't blame me. Love made me crazy. <laughs> Literally. And, I, and again, like, it's for me when she said uh, six-year relationship or whatever, but again, still cannot say Joe's name. <laughs> And Hitlers will come up with any excuse to yeah. justify why they don't ever actually talk about each other. But yeah. to me, I was like, oh, Taylor Swift has been having a gay relationship for six years. That is what she just said. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the relationship that she's talking about. But I, even though I feel like Taylor Swift, like, it, I mean, I hate framing Taylor Swift as someone that fans know personally because we don't know her personally. Yeah. But it felt like one of those moments where your friend just, like, drops a new piece of information in, like, the middle of a conversation and you don't know how to react, you know? But my instinct wasn't to, okay, now I'm going to go, like, through everything or trying to, like, hack into her personal information to find out more yeah. about what six-year really... You know, even though in my gayler mind that is what I was thinking. Uh-huh. I had no instinct to go further than what she said and to just continue to look at what she said, which, you know, is the explanation and yeah. all of that. And that, again, is to why the explanation to me, in, in, in the vacuum of it, if I'm not looking at how Hitler's reacted to it, mm -hmm. to me, it's, it's more gay. It's yeah. just still the same gay I mean, shit that we have been getting. My interpretation is that, like, she is sort of, because she is talking about the perception versus the mm -hmm. reality, it's like, this is, you're talking about well, bearding. You're talking about being so, in a private relationship in order that is public. 
right? Like, that everyone knows about. Because you don't want people to know what's really fucking going on. And I wouldn't either if I were you. Like... That was... So, to to clarify, it's not that when she said six-year relationship, I didn't remember that about her relationship with Joe Alwyn at all. Obviously. (laughs) I was like, yes, that is, you know, what she's talking about. But... That it is a bearding relationship. Like, the six-year relationship that she has been in is the bearding... Is essentially the lavender marriage. Lavender, Mm. unmarried marriage, Mm -hmm. right? And so whether or not she's Mm -hmm. had a gay relationship with one person for six years or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's a relationship to gayness that is happening. Mm -hmm. There's something gay going on. Mm -hmm. And Joe and that six-year relationship is... The, the bearding, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, not to be like the cover up in terms of her being deceitful. I don't think that that's what's happening. Yeah. She is a very private person or she's a very public person, very famous person. And in order to have any fucking agency over her own privacy, she has to be in a six year relationship with a man, have a boyfriend. I think it is very interesting that they are not married, not because, oh, she needs to be married or whatever, but in the fact that I think Diana has been married and she's divorced now. Carly is famously married. Mm-hmm. And that these relationships, whatever they were, however people, friendships, gay relationships, whatever, have ended. And she has been with Joe for six years and they're not married. I think that is more just more fuel to the beard fire mm-hmm. than anything else. I think yeah. I think yeah. I think I think also if we look at the lyricism of of folklore and evermore specifically Cowboy evermore, like and of course, me. Oh my and, god. And of course if we look at right where you left me. Oh god. And also Taylor's use of divorcee and her marriage metaphors yep, and yep, how yep, she talks yep. about the end of marriage. There is something there where marriage is a line that Taylor won't cross. Mm-hmm. And when she does, in any which way that looks like, it will be very significant, not because heterosexual women get married or any patriarchal mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But because of the language that she's used before, mm-hmm. how other marriages have affected her life personally, that we can see, that we have public information to, the things that she's written about her friends telling her that they are getting married, mm-hmm. that is a line that she does not cross. Now, why mm-hmm. would someone, a woman in their early 30s who is in a six-year happy long relationship be dodging and hedging weird rumors, which would be the tabloid articles that come out every fucking month saying that mm-hmm. she's engaged, pregnant, been married, had kids, <laughs> um, done IVF five times, has octuplets, um, <laughs> married Joe, divorced, remarried again just to double down on being married to Joe, um, made him take on a second identity so that she can marry him twice, etc. Yeah, William Bowery. William Bowery, United like, States citizen. It, exactly. All of that, but not marry him. Again, I don't like speculating on her married life. That is not what I'm interested mm. in. Mm-hmm. It is the symbolism. It is what mm-hmm. she has written. It is about mm-hmm. what she has said. Yeah. If we look at it, 
I just... I, yeah, um, it's a little and then, sussy. And, then, uh, and, and like, the fact that it, y'all aren't picking up on it, it's like... But you don't pick up on it mm-hmm. because Tandy being like, oh, I respect your privacy. Girl, you're just not thinking. Like, you're just not using exactly. your brain cells. Exactly. Like, if like, you thought about I, this, this for more than two seconds, you would be basic. like, it would make no sense that Joe Allen mm-hmm. didn't say anything about anything. <laughs> and, okay, I saw this as well from yeah. Yaler's or, or whatever, is Taylor Swift gave that man a fucking Grammy. He's signing yeah. folklore CDs in his <laughs> name. Like, he wrote a goddamn word of it. And they, like, and they're not married. She's giving those accolades to a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you don't think there's no other motivation for this connection? <laughs> you don't think there's no tit for tat happening here? You don't think this is a scratch my back, I scratch and your the other situation? Thing is that Taylor Swift would not be able to and could not be able to date a man who was famous in the way that she was. Mm-mm. She could not but have she sustained. She has tried, yeah. and we have seen how that worked out multiple times. The Calvin Harris needing a beard fucking... to be taken seriously by the Grammys. Oh my god. Okay, Calvin. Yeah. We've yeah. seen the Tom Hiddleston pap photos, okay? I was eating that shit up every single day in middle school. In there, dunced that. Yeah. Okay. This little British twink coming from the indie film scene. Yeah. yeah of course, she fucking plucked him out at the Met Gala yeah. and then, like, <laughs> I'll take you, add him to the bag, throw him over the shoulder of her bodyguard, and then kidnap him for the past six years. Of fucking course. She did her time with the big names. There was Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, the two biggest pop stars at the time. All the girls want both of them. Why yeah. not pair them up in a relationship together yeah. and actually And now have they're both queer icons in like the worst possible ways. No, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I guess birds of a feather really do fucking flock together. But like at least Can, Harry imagine? has said that he is unlabeled. Taylor Swift can't even get that far. So in okay, a weird imagine, fucking turn of events. Like, 22, 23 year old Taylor and like however the fuck old Harry was when they were dating, <laughs> sitting down yeah. and being like, so we're gay. <laughs> no. And then 10 like, years later, them being like, so we're gay. <laughs> it, like literally, like part of me is like, if they oh have remaining communication, first of all, that shit would never be public. Like, right, you know, right. I think they kind of acknowledged each other at the 2020 Grammys, but yeah. I don't even think so. But I'd be, it'd be so fucking funny if Harry is being so defended as, like, this hashtag queer icon, whatever. Yeah. And, like, he was straight. And then Taylor is being defended for being straight but is actually gay. Yeah. And I wonder what those text messages yeah, yeah, yeah. would, like, look yeah, yeah, yeah. like. The way that but Taylor treats her exes is honestly so Bible. It's so... I mean, they're basically dead to her. Like, and, and, and she's also... But at the same time, she's around them all the time. And at the same yeah. time, like oh, they're she, coworkers. Like, she is coworkers with it's her exes. So fucking she's so mother for that because I would also have a gay boyfriend for six years. I would also I also mm-hmm. see an mm-hmm. ex every day and do act like we don't know each other. Like I also like you know what I mean? Like like she is I also have an intense female friendship that we don't acknowledge, yeah. but you know, like I mean, the, the, the interesting thing about oh how Taylor Swift treats her exes, right? Because there are her her boy exes. And then there are her girl exes. Okay. And some of those 
we don't get over as quickly. Some of those, some of those are dead in a forever haunting, stuck in the corner of a restaurant, kind of dead to me way. The kind of city still screams your name kind of way. If we, if we know Our the, the green eyes looking, Street. you know, wrapping w- 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 around the woods. She says when she says, you know, I'm, I'm sending my ex, you know, I'm baby's mm-hmm. presents. Yeah, like. exactly. Or even, I forgot that you existed. I don't yeah. think Taylor Swift has forgotten a day in her life that Carly Kloss and Diana Agron existed. I don't think that has ever escaped her mind, if I'm being completely honest. And and whoever her other gay girl exes are, I'm sure there are more yeah. that are more before what we found. And who knows, in this, in this six-year-long relationship of a hashtag mm-hmm. Lavender Haze, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you are gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are gay. And again, like you said, it's very bold of her to name the first song off of such a highly anticipated album at the height of her career, Lavender Haze. I think historians, years from now, who are not <laughs> going to be anywhere near living in the day-to-day of this, are going to be like, how did this woman ever need to come out when this is yep. the conditions yep. that we're living in? Yup, yup. And they're going to be and, looking okay, through, so, they're okay. going to be printing out the files of the tweets mm-hmm. and the fights that were going, <laughs> they're going to be analyzing that. Yes. There's, there's no, going to be dissertations going to written be on this. Hi, students in literally. 150 years literally. listening to this for their assigned reading. <laughs> Hi, I hope I hope you're not doing this the night before class because you've said a lot, so hope you're fucking taking notes. Okay, good luck. Study for your midterms, etc. Do you have midterms in the future? I don't know. You just they just fucking scan your brain to see if you've done the readings. Who who fucking cares? Listeners, come with me on this journey. Let me paint you a picture. I am in my professor's office hours. My professor, she uh, has her doctorate obviously in women's fashion of the 1800s, um, French women's fashion. She reads a lot of lesbian literature for some reason, unbeknownst to me. I'm not going to get into my professor's background. But anyways, we're talking, I'm talking about workshopping a final and a final paper. And we, uh, essentially I'm telling her that I want to do my paper on Taylor Swift and doing Mm -hmm. a comparative literary analysis of folklore to other romantic readings that we have done in the class. And she's like, hmm, understandable. But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> what is the longevity of Taylor Swift? Um, and to that, this is where you, the listeners, come in uh, and its relevancy to this episode. I compare Taylor Swift to Sappho. Okay, now... <laughs> let me... <laughs> let me explain... <laughs> Why I think this is a, an appropriate comparison is that we do not have a full poem by Sappho. Uh, I think I think maybe one we have one that we have kind of the majority of the Sappho, the book that I have, the collection, fragments of Sappho. Okay, if not winter, this shit, bits and pieces, and yet. Sappho has become such an icon of lesbian literature that it is where we get two queer words from. Sappho, sapphic, Isle of Lesbos, lesbian. Okay, that is how profound and influential Sappho's writing is. 
This is from centuries. We, we cannot even conceive, like in the human brain, how old this is. Like even though, if, even if we look at the years, even if you do the carbon dating, I feel that it does not matter how much of Taylor Swift's fame, uh, lyrics, albums survive over time. The fact that she is this famous and the fact that she there are written works about her, the fact that she has her honorary doctorate, the fact that there are so many influential things that are, that there are cultural touch, touchstones that are related to her career, multiple of them, she will live on for centuries. It does not matter what we know of her lyrics right now, okay? And so, like, in Sappho, when she was alive, could not have conceived of her, a collection of fragments of her poems being written and published and a marketable thing for a public, like, and the language that we use today about her or that she has influenced is inconceivable. It is impossible for us to predict how influential Taylor Swift will be in the future. We only know how influential she is now. And because of that, because how lesbian literature works, because of oral histories, I believe that she folklore. will live on. Because of folklore. And she knows that too. So it's like, she I She named think... the fucking album Folklore. Like, come on. Exactly. And then she named like, the, al I... the next album Evermore. Uh, exactly. So she, like, not only... Is, would this happen regardless? She would go down in lesbian and poetic history regardless. She is putting her foot down. She is claiming her spot in this history. And the same with Midnight and the album explanation. Oh, I'm yeah, out looking for lanterns. I'm out look I'm out looking for my I'm out with lanterns looking for myself. Something like that. Emily oh, Dickinson. The amount yeah. of Emily Dickinson, this woman. Like, like tangentially or directly references. What could not yeah, Emily Dickinson could not have conceived that her no. work would be this influential in this no. way. So it's like, why are we undermining Taylor Swift, someone who in her own lifetime is more famous than even the most iconic lesbian poets that we know of today? And if we look at her outside of the context of What's happening now? If we try and look into the future and look back on ourselves, the idea that Taylor Swift is even in a closet is ridiculous. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's not, but yeah, that is how gay it is. And homophobic people are going to be homophobic, whatever. It sucks that gaylers are having to pay the cost of this. It sucks that Taylor Swift is in this bind. If everyone approached her, like, an, if we look at this from an academic perspective, right. we put our thinking caps on, life would be so much easier, I think. But anyways, that is the point that I had to make. And my Taylor X, literally my note for when we, well, I don't know if they'll know, is I just wrote Taylor X Sappho. I was like, I don't know what I have to say. I know, I know. I, I know it. Uh, but yeah. It, and that that is genuinely my argument. Again, for future students uh, listening to this as they're reading, if I'm absolutely wrong and this is used as an example of me looking foolish, I actually I don't take back anything that I've said. I double down and you guys are wrong for thinking that I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, <laughs> me talking to future people as if I'm already dead. I love talking into the future as if I've died. I love, I love thinking of the future beyond me. 
To me, wow. it's fun and silly. I'm like leaving and so does Taylor. Easter eggs. That's how she's mother. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You see exes every day, and I leave Easter eggs. And that's how. <laughs> <laughs> you have a tumultuous friends break up. Friends <laughs> get married. <laughs> You have a tumultuous uh, social network with your exes, and I like to talk about myself as if I'm already dead. And this is how we relate to Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, I and in the legacy of Taylor Swift, when we're on mm-hmm. this topic, I think it's mm-hmm. so interesting that during her like fearless days, pre-1989 even, mm-hmm. some of her interviews that have really stuck out to me in my mind are the ones where she's like, the interviewers are asking her, wow, how do you feel right now after she's won some big award? And she's like... I feel so excited. I'm so happy. And and now I'm just nervous because how am I going to keep this going? How am I Mm -hmm. going to maintain this? And that was her from 15, 10 years ago. And like, now this is her. And in some ways it's like... She has maintained it. She's gained it exponentially. Like, the people who she was alongside of in terms of being on the way to being global pop superstars... She surpassed them on in every way. She yes. has dominated the music industry in a way that is so fucking insane to see, especially as a woman. And, like, that's the thing that I think is just so interesting because now when she's talking about her music and explaining her career and stuff, it's less, it's not the anxiety of continuing it on because she knows mm-hmm. it's going to be there forever. It's about the anxiety of, like, being there of like knowing that this is always going to be her life and Mm -hmm. as technology like and I think she talks about this in one of her either in Miss Americana but or one of her interviews as well where she's talking about like how when she was you know in the late 2000s where she was talking to her like record labels being like guys like it's actually really fun and a good way of marketing to interact with fans on social media and to, like, Mm -hmm. use technology in that way that isn't just about, like, radio and CD sales, right? She's really concerned with, I think, like, technology and communication and the way that it's evolved and how it shapes her career because her being so on top of that has allowed her to maintain this career for as long as she has. So now Mm -hmm. it's so interesting that in her explanation... Now that she's a millennial... Mm. Right. In her <laughs> Lavender Haze and anti-hero explanations, like she's, mm-hmm. and also thematically in Folklore and Evermore, so much of this is, is exploring like what it means to exist in the public eye through the lens of social media, what it yeah. means to be always a spectacle and to always feel like one and to always feel like you have to present your best self and that you're always being watched because you are. And it's so interesting to see how her evolution has been defined by the mediums through which she has been able to, like, communicate and Mm -hmm. the technologies of, like, given time. Like, because she's been using voice notes to record the melodies and lyrics and songs that she's had, you know, since, like, 1989 at least, which is what Mm -hmm. she explains on 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 the bonus episode, like, explanation tracks. Like, yeah, I just open up my notes app, my, my, mm-hmm. my voice recording app and, and just start saying things. And then I send it to Jack Antonoff and he's like, oh, this is cool. Like, mm-hmm. and so, 
you know, we see her do this in like Miss Americana too as well, right? Like it's so interesting to see how her art making and also her position as an artist is so shaped by the methods and mediums of like tech and how that is fundamentally about how people communicate with each other and how people look at each other and how we look at and gaze the lab the lavender gaze um like we look at these at these people and it's just like she and she has this awareness of it right she's aware she's always been aware of the longevity and the sort of stance and positionality of her career at any given point her hyper awareness of that is why she retreated into the shadows reputation era her hyper awareness Mm -hmm. of that is why she was you know, even as a teenager was nervous about maintaining her fame and like ability to have her music be heard. And why now she's has to have these barriers between her and her audience, her and like her fans. Like she can't, she, she's already given us so much of herself that I think that if you perceive thinking that she's gay as a way of trying to pull out more of her, then you're going to feel some type of way about it. But I don't think that's the general sentiment from people who are antagonistic towards Gaylers. That's just something mm-hmm. that I want, that, that's just something that I keep in the back of my mind because I also don't, I don't want the the nature of this community to go beyond or to not, be at the end of the day focused on like the the art and like what she is like writing and and Mm -hmm. actually saying because that's that's what's important that's what she thinks is important that's what Mm -hmm. all of this is for it's so that the stuff that she makes is the real stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the fake stuff wait hold on i I want i want to get this right me uh, opening my notes app to find this yeah, taylor swift really writes down stuff. her lyrics in her notes app i write down what taylor swift says in my notes app so this no, song is ignoring... sort of about the active ignoring that stuff to protect the real stores the to protect the real stuff no, exactly and so i, I think... hope you guys like it okay bitch the the ignoring of that stuff hetlers to protect the real <laughs> stuff the gay arts <laughs> <laughs> An important reading of this, I think. <laughs> it's, I love how she ends the explanation with, I hope you guys like this. It's kind of like how she starts every introduction. Or, like, mm-hmm. she walked into a room and she's like, hey, guys, I'm Taylor. Like, bitch, we know. Like, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I hope you guys like it. Who? Uh, what do you mean? Like, people are gonna of be course fucking dying. Like, losing their minds. Like, all like, this hype for midnight and then it's gonna come out and everyone's gonna be like, mid. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Mid, more like midnights. Mid, like, <laughs> only haters no. are going to say that shit. Come on. And yeah, only, you know like, what you do yeah. about the haters. You shake them off. I think it's easy in the hullabaloo to get caught up of wanting her to say something. And I think that the heart of Gaylorism should be the art and not necessarily Taylor saying something. She speaks to us through the art. And that's also how she reflects herself that's how she's always reflected herself that's always been the priority like the two most important things for taylor swift in her career one the art her being able to share what she loves to do with people who appreciate her and two her relationship with her fans these two things and how they relate to each other are essentially 
it, it is Taylor Swift at the end of the day. That's how she got famous. That's why she's still famous. And that is why she'll always be famous. And I think that for Gaylers, it's important to remain grounded in that. Mm, remain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> touch the grass. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Because I think it's really easy to fight Hetlers and stuff like that and get caught up in it. I want Taylor Swift to say what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. If she comes out or when she comes out, I want it to be on her terms, not because one either tabloid outed her, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that Ga- Gaylers cannot out Taylor Swift. That is not what right. is going to happen. But at the same time, I don't want her outed by someone who has the power to actually do that. Two, I want it to be like responsibly done on, mm-hmm. you know, in her time. Something that mm-hmm. won't, that isn't yeah. so ambiguous that it ends up hurting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. more yeah. people. Yeah, I want it to be, like, obviously, it's going to, it's from her, so it's going to mm-hmm. be genuine. It's going to be But heartful. it's also not something that I'm holding my breath for. Yes, exactly. You know, like, we joke about, like, the tell-all in 80 years, yeah, yeah, yeah. how we can't kill ourselves because we have to read. Right, 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 You know, right, tell-all right. memoir and all of that right. stuff. You know, as much as I hope that eventually, before she passes, it happens, it's also not something that I'm, like, if it's not midnight, I'm going to be like, oh, boo-hoo, because midnight is going to be her gayest album. Regardless, mm-hmm. we and then are her next the one's material. gonna be the gayest album, and then her next one's yes. gonna be the gayest album. Like guys. Before just wrapping this up, I guess I was DMing Mia again, Dick Van Dyke on TikTok, and like one of the things that we were talking over about what's so frustrating is that Hetlers get to enjoy Taylor Swift and her music and her career without having to sacrifice anything, without getting whacked. In any way, <laughs> either through silly little, you know, comments or through getting doxxed mm-hmm. in the way that for Gaylers to enjoy Taylor Swift, to engage <laughs> in the community, yeah. to talk with each other, we do have to pay the price of you might get targeted by homophobes, you know, and that sucks. But that's also, again, this is just amplifying and reflecting the larger institutions of homophobia that be. Like, you cannot escape the pervasiveness of homophobia in the Swift fandom, you know? Mm-hmm. Even, even though Gaylor is about community and talking about each other, and, mm-hmm. you know, Madison has said that, Mia has said that, they are Gaylers because they want to talk to other Gaylers, not necessarily about how they feel about Taylor Swift. And that is good, and that's... If people are allowed to engage with that, but I think it's, one... I think it's okay for lesbians to be upset that another lesbian reference is being appropriated by straight people. I still think it's okay to be upset at that. That is what I have mostly been grappling with, being upset with, not anything necessarily about Taylor Swift. And to, you know, focusing on the art even when you are being told that your sexuality and politics is bad (laughs) and evil Mm -hmm. and invasive and predatory when you're trying to enjoy something that so many people get to enjoy without having to face those allegations or without having to face that rhetoric is frustrating but it's so hard to be a critical media consumer these days no it, it really is but also it's like as i'm saying this i'm like am i really fucking complaining about this right now like this is so goddamn stupid but at the same time i'm like i'm upset but i'm not like i'm bullying and supporting myself all at the same time, which again, uh, 
Being gay is a mental illness, but not in the way that homophobes think it is. No, like, that's that the true struggle at the so end of the day. true at the end of the day. I do hope you guys enjoyed this special edition Lavender episode. And... We're still the Lavender Menace. We're... <laughs> the name is not going anywhere. If anything, it's doubling down. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Right. <laughs> Who oh knows? My God. I. I mean, I, I still see this as a win for the Lavender Menace community. Between the vinyl, oh, always. that always. Lavender vinyl, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The first yeah. track, yeah, first motherfucking yeah. track, yeah. oh, this oh, is huge win. If Guys. you imagine if you told us when we started this <laughs> podcast and like our first episode yeah. was defending Taylor, like saying Taylor yeah. Swift can't queerbait, that yeah. in like a year and a half, She'd have a lavender vinyl, and the first track would be called Lavender Haze. Yeah. We would have lost our fucking minds and been like, you're lying. We wouldn't have believed us. Yeah. Right. Like, that's fake. (laughs) It's like... And and we wouldn't have predicted. We didn't pick this name because we thought that Taylor Swift would Right. No. We don't have that fucking foresight. We just happen to be right all the time. (laughs) I mean, if anything, is this not just more proof that the Lavender Menace has never been wrong? Like, we're so prophetic. It's something that must be said. Lord. Okay. That's the episode. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)